Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. And welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, February 7th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and it's great to be with you. And once again, this is Thursday. So we only have one more day left in this week. And the market was down today. You saw that, I'm sure. Um, um, you know, it's, being down on one day is not that significant. It's not something that you should really worry about. Um, it's always. You're always going to have your up and down. But today, the Dow was down 220 points, and the NASDAQ was down 987, and the SP down, what, 26, which was a you know a decent pullback. What's really interesting is that right near the 200-day, trying to break above the 200-day moving average, and it's right near the 60, 61% uh, 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 retracement level, the Fibonacci retracement level. So it's struggling. I don't know if it's going to struggle. You know, one day is not a struggle. We'll, we'll see how it can uh, see what it's going to go. I, it's going. I think this is the point where the inflection point, really. So we'll see. We'll see. This show is all about helping you become financial free, right? Financially free. That financial freedom that all of us wants, and that that just means that we don't have to. We stop working. I stop working for the money and the, let the money work for us and we, we we do what we want to do, not what we have to do. And, you know, a lot of people out there, there's been statistics where the majority of people don't like their jobs. Well, you need to get to a point where you can make a choice not to do that job. That means you got to save and invest money and you got to get to that point. And that's what I'm hopefully I can help you with. That's really what the show is about. And uh, we do this every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And uh, the number you can call right now and ask any financial question you want, 888-99-CHART. And that's basically how I do it. I talk about the market. I talk about what I'm seeing going on during every every day. And then I answer your financial questions. It's in, in many times, it's individual stocks. And that's okay. That's fine. Um, but, you know working hard to get to the point where we all can just relax. And some people, it's not necessarily to stop working. I mean, that's not what we're talking about, really. It's just working at what you want, what you want to do. Anyways, the people of the, and the economic news out this week, uh, the people who are flying for unemployment claims, remember that comes out every week, and that's a leading economic indicator, and it went down 19,000. To 234,000. It popped up last week to a surprising, you know, 250 or so. That was uh, the highest number we've seen in a while. And then it fell back down today. Anything under 300,000 is good. It's been under that for years now, you know, for several years. Bank of America CEO predicted last month that there's going to be another round of consolidation in the banking industry. To what he said. And so far, that really hasn't played out. Uh, you know, little small and mid-sized banks have consolidated, but not anything big except for today. 
North Carolina-based BB&T Corp. plans to acquire SunTrust Banks in an all-share deal, meaning no cash, just shares. BB&T is going to issue shares to buy SunTrust Bank. And the deal will be um, about $28 billion in size. And this will make a combination, BBT, BB&T, it'll make a combination of that bank now being a $66 billion bank. And that would be very large. Of course, think about Amazon and Apple. They're near a trillion dollar size, and this is $66 billion. So, so the size difference is quite striking, right? December t- uh, December 2018, that was a, you know, remember that stock sell off last, it was just two months ago, December? Remember that? Well, most of that is history now. We had a V bottom, came right up to the 200 day moving average. So, most experts will tell you, and of course, they don't necessarily mean they're right, but most experts will tell you this V bottom is, is a head fake that it often means that you're, it's, it's done. The run-up is done for the time being. In other words, it came right up to the 200-day moving average. That is the long-term moving average. Remember in my class today, Invest Talk Academy, I talked about moving averages, and I talked about the long-term 200-day moving average is a pretty good signal as a get-in or get-out kind of signals if you're a long-term investor. So it dropped significantly below the 200-day moving average in December, and now it's right back up to where it is, just below it for the S&P 500. It has to break above that. It has to break through the Fibonacci numbers, and then then it goes to the net, to its peak that it was before. And that was, what, in uh, September, October? has to go to that peak and then break through that. There's a lot of resistance. We call it resistance, technically speaking. And I think it's going to have a hard time to do that, but we'll see. Okay, as you can tell, there's always interesting market news and lots of it. But first, before we talk, talk about more of that kind of stuff, let's go ahead and take a call. Let's go to Kent in Texas. How you doing, Kent? I'm fine, Steve. Steve, I uh, am looking at H&R Block, which are symbols HRB, and I uh, heard from Justin the other day in a recording that he left a message talking about their depreciation. I was looking at their price to book, and they haven't depreciated or amortized anything since 2014. How does that distort your return on equity and your debt to equity? How does it affect those metrics? And if you would, tell me what you think about that as a purchase. Okay. H&R Block. And, it, you know, H&R Block is very cyclical because, you know, the tax time. But because uh, it provides tax, uh, tax, national accounting, and business consulting services in the United States, Canada, and Australia. Uh, they're going to make $2.04 next year, $1.94 this year. They made $2.98 last year. So, you know, they're not even going to get back to what they made in 2018. Sales are still growing, but low single digits. Um, uh, since they have a lot of debt, that is a concern of mine, but they have a decent year, yield, 4.2%. They have $3.50 in cash flow. So... That is a pretty strong cash flow. And the P.E. ratio, it's a $23.98 stock, and they're going to make $2 next year. 
Okay, so that means it's what, 11, 12 PE? Uh, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, the long-term it, the long term PE range is 8 to 24, so it's fairly low. So they haven't really, HR Block really hasn't got too much to depreciate. They don't like own factories or planes or big equipment. You know, it's a service industry. So I don't think I don't think uh, a depreciation probably has not. It's not something that you have to concern yourself too much with on H and R Block because of the type of industry it's in. So I wouldn't worry about it at this point. I, I just think it it looks like it's bottomed about twenty two dollars and fifty cents, and it looks like it's in a range between twenty two and twenty eight dollars, and right now it's at twenty three twenty four. So it's probably at a decent buy point at this point. If you want to get into it, appreciate the call. Okay. Thanks, Kent. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 888-99-CHART. We're quickly headed to the end of the first week of February, and there has been plenty of market news and data. There's also been some some delayed. I hate the fact that we're, they delayed the GDP, so we can't figure out what the whole year of GDP was last year. I would love to know that. And if any information discussed on the program raises further questions, please send me an email, me or Justin, email or give us a call. We'll answer all your questions. So I encourage you to reach out to us, Justin or myself. Call our Danny Point office or send us an email through investtalk.com. And now I'm, ta- I'm taking all questions live, 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make Invest Talk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open, Steve is here and is ready for your questions. 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. So, the market, what did it, I gave you the market news, what happened today? Um, we're going to talk about on our talking points today, Alphabet and Amazon. Alphabet, unlike Amazon, doesn't get a pass when it spends money. So Alphabet is Google. So when Google spends money, the stock goes down. When Amazon spends money on capital expenditures, stock goes up. What's going on with that? That's going to be one of our main talking points. Mortgage rates fell again. I wanted to discuss mortgage rates and what it's going to be due to the housing market. And have you heard about this FIRE movement, FIRE, Financial Independence, Retire Early movement? Well, I think it's doing a big disservice. I want want to discuss what I mean by that. And Tesla's new Roadster. Better get on the list if you want one of Tesla's new Roadsters. Man, it looks pretty impressive. Um, And the numbers are pretty impressive. So if, if, if... they can build that thing. They're supposed to build it by 2020. They can build that thing. They're going to build only a thousand of them. They said, "Looks pretty impressive." What's really interesting is you got to come up with the money up front and to get on the list. All of it, not a down payment, not a partial. All of it. Those are going to be our discuss. That's what we're going to discuss today, everybody. Whatever is on your mind, of course, we'll talk about whatever that is. And again, the Dow is. Uh, down 221 points, the NASDAQ down 87, and the S&P were down, was down 26 points. 
So it was a down day today um, after many up days. So I'm not too concerned about today necessarily. 888-99 Charters is our number, 888-992-4278. Let's go to Amican in Cincinnati. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. appreciate it. I wanted to ask you about GSK, G as in George, S as in Sam, and K as in um, uh, Kite. Uh I wanted to ask you, do you think it might ever go up or go down, or do you think it's a good value play? Yeah, I do think it's a good value play. This is Glasgow Smith-Klein, everybody. A UK-based developer of pharmaceuticals for respiratory and cardiovascular diseases, viruses, and vaccine. And since it's in the United Kingdom and you have that Brexit problem, uh, it's probably not going to do anything until after the Brexit issue is done. Now, remember, it's supposed to be done by March. So we'll see. That's the deadline. Uh, for its value, it's a $40 stock going to make $3 a share in 2020, it's growing slowly, single, low single-digit growth, but the value is really good. It pays a 5.2% dividend. At being a $3 stock and a $40 share, I mean, that, you know, that tells you that, you know, it's what, 13 PE or so, and the five-year range is 12 to 19, so it's on the lower end. Return on equity is huge at 284%. That's just massive. And I think it's a great buy in this area, about 40 bucks. Um, it has gone down as about the lowest in the last year has been 34, $35. Recent low is about 37. And this is a tie today. I mean, this um, yesterday was at a, where the highs have been for last year. So you might want to wait for a small pullback. If the market pulls back, there's a pullback with it. But as far as a value, this is a great value. A huge company, almost $100 billion in size. So, you know, it's a really good thing to own, I think. I think as a core holding, this is a good stock to have. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Mika. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I invite you to check out our new online training experience. I had the class today. We support resistance. It was a technical class. I'm reading charts. I hope everybody got, a, got, a good, got some good information. It's Invest Talk Academy, a learning tool, a class every week. You can learn more about it by going to investtalkacademy.com. Learn, learn about what we do. And now I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99 This is Invest Talk. The weekend is here or almost here for most of us. If you've been following the market swings, you understand how important it is for you to have Steve and Justin's guidance. And right now, you can get your questions answered if you call the Invest Talk Anytime Listener Line, 888-99 Chart. 888-992-4278. So, Alphabet, which is Google, right? Alphabet Unlike Amazon, never gets a pass when they decide to spend money on whatever, capital expenditures to make more money in the future, you know, grow their company. If they do that and announce a big big spending plan or they buy some kind of competitor, their stock goes down. Amazon does the same thing, but their stock goes up. 
That's the way it has been for some time. The same thing is true with like Netflix. You know, what's going on there? Facebook and Apple don't get that kind of break. Those stocks go down when they announce big capital expenditure plans. So what's the difference in treatment? Well, remember, it's all about perception in the short run. For instance, Google is probably a lot better value than Amazon. And Apple is a lot better value than all of them put together. The value of those stocks are a lot better. Long term, if they, if they should be rewarded more. Short term, it's all about the perception of growth. If Amazon spends money, everybody perceives that it's going to be a huge growth. They don't see that the same way in Google. Netflix spends money. They perceive that as future, huge growth coming. But they don't do that with Facebook or Apple. That's the difference. It's the perception. And if I can teach you one thing about the stock market, in the short run, perception controls everything. In the long run, it always comes back to earnings. Always does. Now, sometimes that long run is years. <laughs> so, but I do want you to just pay attention to, you know, the fundamentals of the company. Look at the values. I'm not saying don't buy Amazon. I mean, don't buy, uh, uh, yeah, don't buy Amazon and don't buy uh, Netflix. I'm not saying that just because Google and Apple have better values. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is understand what you're buying and why. What's making, what's driving it. So you might want to you know, be a little bit cautious about buying a very high growth stock or perceived high growth stock when it's really not growing as high as it used to. Because everything is going to revert to the norm at some point. Everything does. Look at, look at the heyday of Microsoft in the 1990s. Everything is Microsoft that is going to keep growing forever. Same with Qualcomm. It's going to grow forever. And these stocks are way overpriced. And now look at them. I mean, they're not, they're great companies still. There's no difference. But if you look at Microsoft, it's not growing nearly as fast. It's still growing, but not nearly as fast as it was. And this PE range is much more normal. Still high. But it came down from the hundreds PE, 100, 200, 300 PE. Now it's 25, 26. And the same thing with Qualcomm. What is Qualcomm PE? Let's take a look. And this is the, just the simple PE ratio. You know, Qualcomm is 13. It used to, <laughs> used to be in the hundreds too. It's the same thing will happen to Amazon. The same thing will happen to Netflix. You know, the, the, they'll eventually reflect what they really are earning. Amazon PE is 81 and right now. And that's kind of low for them. And FLX, let's look at uh, Netflix. Netflix PE is 131. It's normal. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. How you doing, Bobby? Hey, Steve. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, Capital One Financial, C. Do you think it's a buy? Okay, uh, it's a bank. Provides consumer and commercial lending, credit card product, products, and automobile financing. A $37 billion bank, so it's big. It has, of course, 
fell sharply from its high of $50, just like whenever the market was at its high, fell all the way down to, what, 37 or so. Today it's at 40, so it's starting to come back. And it looks like it's starting to uh, move sideways. Uh, it's going to make $11.07. It's a $79 stock. I'm sorry, $11.97, so $12 uh, next year. And, you know, the P.E. means it's pretty darn low. It doesn't, I don't, you know, the P.E. is like 7 or 8, okay? And that's low. 6 to 14 is what the uh, average has been for a long time. They have an okay return equity of 11, 11%. And sales growth is five, six, seven in recent quarters. So it's percent. So uh, the thing I don't like is it only pays a 2% dividend. And it makes a $12 cash flow and you're only paying 2% dividend? That's like, you know, a do- what? $1.60 and, you're, and you got, you're going to make earnings of 12 bucks and you only pay $1.60? That's very, very low. Well, you can look at it this way. They have a lot of room to grow their dividend. Um, I think I think it's inexpensive. I do, Bobby. So, you know, it would be a good value, and it's not a value trap. It's a good value. Banks are having a little bit of trouble now because the perception is their earnings are going to slow down. That's the perception. I don't know if that's going to be true. And the reason why they're doing it, especially the big boys, is because, you know, there's a lot of trouble in the world, and the world economy is going to slow down, our economy is going to slow down, that kind of thinking. But it's still a very good value. So uh, this would be a good place to buy. Thanks for the call, Bobby. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, the right way to tap your home equity for cash. I don't want you to do that. Well, I'll read the article, but I don't want you to do that. Home equity line of credit loans. <sighs> don't like them. 888-99 charters our number. may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. Why? Well, poor timing and subpar investment choices. This is what the studies show us. This is the challenge of the typical 401k, and that's the whole reason for Active 401k. And that's why we have Active 401k. That's why we launched the program for our listeners and our clients. Because it's very difficult to allocate a 401k account. These plans have limited choices. You've got to make the changes. Now, if you have a 401k account, this is a program that you should know about. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan. And then all you do is log in and make the changes. We'll tell you what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. If you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com, investtalk.com, and click on the Investments tab from KPP Financial. And it may be just what you've needed. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I had a question about emerging markets. I have an account, an IRA, that's uh, limited to mutual funds, and I'm specifically looking at at one, the Vanguard Emerging Markets, uh, Victor, Mike, Mike, Sierra, X-Ray. My question is is more of uh, emerging markets in general. I'm not sure how they'll respond to the economy in the next 
two years or so with uh, several uh, countries in Europe on the verge of a uh, recession. You know, we talked about even the U.S. in the next year or two, we're not sure there's going to be a recession or not. I'm just wondering how emerging markets will respond to that. And also, if you could look at this fund, uh, VMMSX, tell me what you think. I'm thinking about making a, a purchase of this as, as well. Thanks again. Love the show. Well, I think it might be too early to invest in emerging markets. Um, we still have an unknown China situation, and that's really one of the major factors out there with the U.S. and China trade dispute. And China affects many of the countries near them as far as economic activity. Uh, so I'm, I'm just thinking that it might be a bit early to get into emerging markets. I, I do like the fact that a lot of markets around the world have fallen. And I kind of, to be honest, I kind of like China, even though I wouldn't consider them an emerging market, because they fell so hard last year. And so did a lot of European countries. But not not that many of them are emerging markets. So I'd have to be careful of the, I'd be careful, more careful of emerging markets than I would the regular first world markets at this point. Um, simply because whatever happens in China and Europe, will affect dramatically emerging markets. Remember who emerging markets sell to? They, they, you know, they're, they're usually export-oriented. So, and they're selling to the first world countries. Therefore, their economies are dependent on them. And the first world countries are struggling. So I, I just give it some time. I like the idea, but I just think I would give it some time. Okay, appreciate the call. The problem with the FIRE movement, everybody. FIRE, Financial Independence Retire Early Movement. FIRE. And the whole movement is about work work, and save a huge part of your salary so when you're in your 20s and 30s so that you can retire in your 40s, say at age 40, and live off all that money. To me, this is silly. Silly, not because you can get to retirement age and so on and so forth, is that I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic. Because you don't know, you retire, let's say you retire 40. You've got 40 years or so left that you have to live on your income. You're going to live at subsistence level because you can't save enough money by then, no matter, of course, there's going to be exceptions. You make you know $300,000 a year, you can save a lot of that. Yeah, maybe, then you can do that, but... Recently, Susie Orman, if you remember, I said you needed $5 million. Was it $5 million or was it ten? <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, the absolute minimum is a million, and that's if you can live frugally. Frugally. And what are you going to do with all that time? I, this is what I don't get. People say, well, I'm going to retire early, and I'll do this or I'll do that. I did that. I, re I tried to retire early. And I'm just telling you, it's not all that all that is cracked up to be. If your mind is active, you got to keep it active. You think you can just lay around the pool all day? You'll get bored. you got to be doing something and doing something productive. So don't just retire and not do anything. You'll veg become a vegetable and you'll really be unhappy. It will. You will be unhappy. Take my word for this. It'll make you unhappy. You've got to plan for that retirement carefully. And I'm not talking about money necessarily. I'm talking about planning for the spare time that you're going to have and what are you going to do with it? You know, what are you going to do with it? 888-99-CHART, 
888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And I understand that many investors can have experience, you know, fear. There's only two emotions in the market, fear and greed. So you experience fear when you're unsure. Unsure of your portfolio, unsure of what to do with it, unsure of how much risk you're in, how much, how risky are you, how much risk are you taking? And or some people don't even really understand what risk they're taking. Now you can take our free risk questionnaire on investtalk.com. It'll give you a score from zero to a hundred. And as I always remind people, about 80 is what the S&P 500 score is. So you can see how much risk you're taking. That risk questionnaire comes directly to my desk, by the way. And then I respond to it with some information uh, for you. And I also ask you to send me your portfolio. And I'll put it in the same software to match up with your personal risk score that you just take. And we'll, we'll score the portfolio. I'll send that information back to you. Justin and I can both do that. It works really good. So it's very interesting. Our show, is, our show is well underway. And of course, we're taking your questions. So you can give us a call at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Paul Kahn from Sacramento. I'm calling to find out about a PIMCO Muni Bond, PCK, it's a California municipal bond. Thinking about adding it um, to uh, my portfolio to take care of the bond portion. Want to know your uh, opinions about it. Um, I'm looking at it for the uh, high monthly dividend, but uh, your opinions and your viewpoints on it would be appreciated. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, this is a PIMCO California Municipal Bond, so you have to be a California resident. Well, you don't have to be. You should be a California resident to buy it. It's a closed-in fund, investing in municipal bonds for current income, exempt from federal and California income taxes. That's why it should be in California, because if you bought it and you lived in some other state, well, you wouldn't get the benefit of the California tax-free part of this. And it's a closed-in fund, so you want to make sure, is it selling at a discount? Hopefully, I like it better, much better if it's at a discount or a premium to its holdings. Also, you don't put this in an IRA or a 401k or any kind of tax deferred account. You don't do it because, you know, you, you don't pay taxes on those anyway. So why would you put something that's tax deferred inside something that's tax deferred? See, it makes no sense. You can get higher yield probably with a non-tax deferred municipal bond non-tax deferred municipal bond 
a fund and uh, maybe you get five and a half or six percent yield. You're not going to pay taxes on it anyways because it's an IRA or 401k. So think about those things. This pays five percent. I think it's perfectly a perfectly good bond, a good perfectly good investment in a non-taxable type California account. If you live in California, you have an account and it's not an IRA, 401k, and it's a joint account or individual. Yeah, this would be fine in your uh, in your account to, to, to also help balance the risk. In other words, bonds don't track the same thing with stocks. And you buy bonds for the yield. 5% is pretty decent. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with this one. Mortgage rates. Talking about yields and you know, payments and all that stuff. Mortgage rates went down to 4.41%. That's the 30-year fixed mortgage at 4.41%. It was at 4.54 just a week or so ago. So, mortgage rates are pretty reasonable right now. Well, why did they go down from 5% and a few months ago down to, you know, 4%? What's what's going on? Uh, well, what's going on is the Federal Reserve said they're going to be patient. So, the banks, banks, remember, Federal Reserve doesn't control only one rate. They only control their rate, the, the money they lend to banks. That's the only rate they control. So banks took that as a sign that they don't have to worry about higher rates in the future. So maybe they can be more competitive on their rates, mortgage rates now. So they reduced their uh, their mortgage rates. Not unusual. Now this doesn't that four point one four one percent doesn't include fees and you know all those whatever those are when you get a mortgage loan. You know those uh, inspection fees and Appraisal fees doesn't include all that. But I think, you know, I think this is going to help the, the housing market. And I think the housing market actually needs help. I'm very, very happy the Federal Reserve is being patient. They should have been patient last the last time they raised it. But I'll take what I can get. So I think that's fine. Let's go to another caller who took time to leave their question on our Anytime Listener Line number. The number is always the same, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, big fan of the podcast. Ben here calling from New York. I've called him before. I have a question about a specific stock, Raytheon Company Common Stock. R is in Robert, T is in Thomas, N as in Nancy, Raytheon Company Common Stock. I have a position in it, one position. I just want your opinion about just holding it for the long term, at least five years, more like, you know, 10 or so. Just want to make sure that's a nice, solid position. I do not have any other stocks of that type. So it's the only kind of military industrial stuff I have. Love to get your two cents on it. Thanks, guys. All the best. You have a great podcast. You're educating the public. Doing good work. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I think it's a great company. Raytheon Company. Uh, RTN is a symbol. It's a $50 billion company. They make guidance systems, lasers, missile systems, integrated defense platforms, and command control systems. And if you remember, uh, President Trump just took us out of that uh, short-term missile treaty with Russia because they've been cheating for years, and they, he finally called them on it. So now we're out of that, and they're out of that. So that means he's going to have to beef up his short-term, short-range missile platforms in Europe. So I think Raytheon will actually benefit. Remember, also is spending big bucks on the military. I think they'll benefit from that too. So, uh, and they're not that expensive. They're going to make $13.19 a share next year, and it's a $176 stock. 
So you're talking about a 14 PE, and that's the lowest in its range. Return on equity is 28%, very high. And they're growing 8 9%. They, don't, they only pay a little dividend, 2%. is not a lot. But I think their prospects look pretty good. They fell to uh, $145 a share right at the end of the year, right? The whole market, December, boom. This one fell with it, so it's going to follow the market probably. Now it's 176 So do you buy it now? Do you wait to see if it retests that low, about $145? Um, you know, that's, that's a technical question. And, you know, looking at it, I think you might want to wait. But this stock was up today a dollar when the market was all down. So I think the prospects are good. Maybe you should buy half position now and maybe if you get a correction by the other half, that might be a good way to, trip, to play it. It's time for Invest Talk 101. We haven't done those in a while. A lesson on everyday investing. Today, understanding economic fundamentals. This is one of my favorite topics because I like the economic fundamentals. I enjoy reading about it and understanding what's going on. It's pretty important, really is, to understand the fundamentals of, of the economy. Just as important as understanding the fundamentals of a stock. Okay? The stock doesn't move without the economy moving. So how do you measure it? Well, there's a few ways to calculate gross domestic product, GDP. But the simplest calculation involves four factors. Consumption, investment, government spending, and net exports. Remember, we have imports and exports. What the net? Right now, we're importing a lot more than we export, and that's one of the things that President Trump is trying to correct with China, which is the biggest problem area we have. The largest component of the GDP in the United States is consumer consumption. Consumption. Uh, so income trends, savings rates, wealth effect, Personal balance sheets, confidence, all affect how much consumers go into spending. Our economy is 66% dependent on the consumer, what the consumer consumption is. The investment component has a lot to do with business confidence, where the businesses, they have capital expending, meaning they're, they're spending on their corporate to make it more efficient, make it bigger, make better things faster, more where, more everything they can do to grow the company. That's what that spending is, investment, okay? And the final component there is uh, export-imports. We know all about that. You know, if, if we export less than we import, it takes away from GDP because we're giving them our money, right? We're giving them our money. Takes the money out of the country. How do you think China has done so well? It's, done, it's almost been on, on completely on the backs of exports over these years. They're trying to grow their middle class, and they have a big middle class for them. And, and uh, they're trying to be more, less export uh denominated, dominated, but but they still are. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. The year seems to be moving pretty fast, everybody. So is the show. We only got 10 minutes left. Time to give me a call. 888-99-CHART.
This is Invest Talk, and it's hard to believe, but we are already into February, and you're going to need unbiased investing advice. We've got it covered. Steve's here now taking your questions live. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Dan in Mountain View. Dan, how you doing? How you doing? Good to talk to you. Um, I actually had two stocks I was looking at. I, you may just have time for one. One was Match.com, and the other was stock symbol CATS, a small, very small cap. Well, CATF, I won't have anything on. It looks like it's a, it's a penny stock. Um, oh, is it really? Okay. All right. So back to Match. Okay. And what's What's the other one? What's what's the symbol for Match.com? Uh, yeah, it's MTCH, I believe. MTC. Let's take a look. Uh, no, that's Memtech Inc. Match. Oh my goodness! Let's see I'm if I can look it up. Match.com. Match. Pardon me. Say that again, Jorge. Okay. C-A-T-S. Hey, I have uh, uh, Cassidy, uh, $199 million. That first one you asked, it's, I, I got it now. It's not, a, it's not a penny stock. So I have information right, okay. on that one. So we'll go with that one. That's okay with okay, you. Yes, okay, let's take a look. Cassidy uh, or Cassidy Inc., uh, is out of Los Angeles. It provides data analytics-based specialized behavioral health management and integrated treatment services. It doesn't make any money. It's 199 million companies, so it's a it's a micro cap. It's very small. It's growing very okay. fast. Sales, okay. So that that's a positive, but it doesn't make any money and hasn't made any money ever. By the way, um, so is it worth twelve dollars and thirty-five cents? Well. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. It's not going to make money this year. It's not going to make money next year. It will lose less money next year. But these are the kind of stocks I generally avoid. I wait till they make money before I consider a company. I want to buy companies that make money. That's my main focus. And I wouldn't buy here because right at $12.36, that's the high. It's been there twice in recent months, last since September. And it fails at that number. So I wouldn't get too excited buying it here. Wait for a pullback. If you have to have it, wait for that pullback. Then buy it. Yes, sir. Again, I wouldn't All buy right, it because it's not making much. any earnings. Thanks for the call, Dan. I appreciate it. C-A-T-S, cats, is the symbol. Everybody. Tesla, the Tesla's new Roadster. Okay. The new Roadster, this is what it can do. Remember, they had an old Roadster, right? And that car would get up to 60 miles an hour in 3.77 seconds. And it could do, go about 244 miles on a single charge. And they built about 2,500 of them. The new Roadster is supposed to come out in 2020, next year. Now, remember, this: the old one would get to, get to 60 miles an hour. It took it 3.7 seconds. 3.7. The new one, 1.9 seconds. And remember, the old one would go 244 miles. This one, the new one, the new one would go 620 miles on a charge. On his, on his 200 kilowatt hour battery pack. And uh, the, the, the new one can go up to, get up to 250 miles an hour. 
It's a performance car, high performance vehicle, matching you know the highest uh, internal com internal combustion engine vehicles. Now, you have to spend two hundred fifty dollars, give two hundred fifty thousand dollars, give it to Tesla up front to order the vehicle. <coughs> Excuse me. In other words, you're going to pay for the whole vehicle up front. And just wait. Now, remember, I hate to say this, but Tesla's not been very good about coming out on time with what they say they're going to come out on time with new vehicles. I mean, it could be a year later. Can they get it to you in 2020? I do not know. But at, the numbers are pretty impressive. If they can do it, if they can do it, I think that would be another feather in Tesla's cap. Remember, we're not positive on Tesla. We, I actually shortened the stock in one of our managed accounts. Shorted it. But, uh, you know, you know, I think Elon Musk is a genius. He's a genius ID guy, terrible manufacturer. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Talk program. And I thank you for joining me and your loyal support. I want to have everybody have a great evening tonight. And again, I, of course, I will be back tomorrow. So, good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.